All right. So this is Conversation with Kelly. Hi. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And we have a guest host. (laughs) Hello. And the strange story about the guest host is this is our last episode that we're recording for our first season, but this will be the first episode we publish, I believe. Uh, and so cool. Tim will That's appear exciting. more like the guest host than you'll <laughs> oh, appear. Yes. People basically will be like, we really liked Mary. <laughs> Can she come back again? <laughs> yep. Well, that's good. I've never done this before. So. <laughs> that. that's, that's over. <laughs> I just dropped uh, headphones into water. It's broken headphones. That's all right. <laughs> good times. This will get better, everybody. From here on out. This will get better. Uh, so... I think one of my first memories of Callie, I've got a few, and okay. I'd love to hear what you remember, like, first memory of Mary and I. My first, I think my first memory of you was a party at your house, um, a, a Young Life party. I was going to say Young Life, yep. that's what comes back to me. That Which was also the first time I ever saw Andy moon me, uh, which was enjoyable, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> It was a good time. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot of hair. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you remember being mooned by him? It doesn't stick out in my mind. Well, you must not have been. (laughs) I don't think I was. I probably remember it, right? That's awesome. Uh, So I remember that. And then I remember I'd be playing guitar and we had conversations about strumming at one point. Because I have zero rhythm. Yeah. Yes. And I would, it was almost (laughs) like I'd be playing and I'd just, like, you'd just be like, watching my hand <laughs> like yeah. what does that do i remember that and just one of the nicest people that i had uh, the pleasure of knowing during the high school time and oh, i was you know homeschooled super sheltered like a girl is just nice in general this is amazing <laughs> what in the world so that was that was really awesome and then kind of through church we knew each other mm-hmm. um and then my last memory kind of was of you at your wedding yeah. And then there's like this giant span of time and then I open up Instagram and you're just like fucking ripped. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the hell? Kelly <laughs> is a beast. Um and and I think when I first saw it was when you were in the phase uh you had just won your first competition. Okay. Um So last summer, yeah. 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 And I was like, this is incredible. I really am curious to know what had happened in the middle. So we'll get into that. What's your do you remember? I was what, trying to remember. I I don't know. Like, I can't think of the first time that we met. Just you? No, I can't really. I can't really either. I'm trying to decide if our brothers came first or I knew you before I them know. or it was kind of Matt and Will were friends. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't remember. Like, I don't, I don't really recall spending that much time with you in high school, though, either. We didn't spend a ton. Of, when I think about, like, time with you, I think about, like, Casey and Whitney yeah. and, yeah. like, that whole group. Yeah. All of us together. Yeah. And that was Whitney Hall, right? Yeah. She yeah, just came anyhow. out. That was super fun. Did she? Yeah, to talk about uh, the uh, lip sense. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. Which is a pretty cool story. She's a badass. She <laughs> is. Mm-hmm. And so, I love my lip sense. <laughs> <laughs> so you're using lip sense. Yes, I am. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, when did we meet? Do you remember? I was going to say, I go back to Young Life. And then, like, when I think about you, I think about you, like, barefoot with a guitar. <laughs> that's totally what I think about. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, probably Young Life. Uh, it must have been my house for the first time, but Young Life in Church is is yeah. pretty much what I go back to. Yeah. And then my wedding, because Kate played piano for my right. ceremony. Yeah. Right. 
<clears throat> so, and we, again, so we can edit backwards on this. You can go into as much or as little detail. Yeah. I'm really curious to know, like, there's just this giant, like, what happened in between wedding and bodybuilding competition win? Yeah. Is bodybuilding connected to whatever part of that story? Is that, where did bodybuilding come from? Mm. Like, um, that's, that's a lot. I guess I can start with, I got married. Um, I got pregnant pretty quickly, actually like on my honeymoon. So I got pregnant with Naaman. We were like, we're ready. Like we want to have kids right away. So we tried and got pregnant right away. Um, and so I had Naaman and Naaman was born in, um, Sacramento, California. So I lived out there. Um, he was born out there and then we moved right after our honeymoon. Um, where did we go? To Memphis, Tennessee. And so then um, we moved out there, and I lived in Memphis, Tennessee for a while. And then I sort of think my marriage, my relationship um, with my ex-husband had a lot of different rocky times, um, but it sort of all came to like a head when we were living in Memphis. And it's one of those things that I think it snowballs. It's a little bit at a time. Um, and before you know it, you're in this scenario, just an unhealthy situation. And um, it's, you know, all of a sudden you're kind of drowning and you didn't even realize you were. Mm, and um, Neiman was about 15 months old when we separated and um, it all came to a head. Um, and so I moved back home and uh, went through the process of filing for divorce. Uh, that was sort of like the last, the last straw. There was no, for me, there was no going back. There was no turning back. There was no trying. There was no fixing. Um, so that was that. And so I moved back home and it was just kind of amazing because I have lived all over in a million different places playing volleyball and traveling and with my ex-husband's job. And I was always like, I will never move back home or I never want to live in White House. Or, <laughs> and here I was, I end up back home and it couldn't have been better. I mean, it was like the best move for me. It was comfort, all my family, all my mm -hmm. friends, reconnecting, rebuilding my life. Basically from like my lowest low to, you know, not believing in myself, not having any confidence, being beat down, trying to figure out how am I going to be a mom? How do I go through a divorce? How, you know, the sadness of your family ending and rebuilding that. Wow. And quite a ways through it is sort of when I found the bodybuilding aspect. I um, have always been into fitness. You know, I played volleyball in college and professionally overseas. Mm -hmm. And so fitness has always been a part of my life. But then this was sort of like a new a new route, a new escape, a new something that made me feel good again, that made me feel mm -hmm. alive. Um, and so I sort of picked that up as something I always wanted to do, but I never did it as far as bodybuilding. And I would remember a lot of people asking me at the gym, you know, do you compete? Do you do bodybuilding? And my answer was always, no, but I really want to. Um, no, but I really want to. And I said it so many times that finally I was like, why am I not yeah. doing this? Mm -hmm. I really want to. Why am I not doing this? Because there was always an excuse. Well, I don't want to cut out, you know, my wine or I don't want to cut out the food or the fun things I'm doing in life or maybe I'll wait and do it then. And then finally I just said, there's no better time than now. I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do it. Yeah. So was I that did. scary when you started that? It was, yeah, it was sort of scary because it's something new. It was something, you know, I just sort of like, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do it. I had to find a coach to sort of guide me along the right way to do it because I had no, I knew yeah. nothing about that world. You asked me how to play volleyball. I knew how to do that. But um, so it was completely different. It was 
uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I wow. just said, I'm going to go for it. That's crazy. What, uh, do you remember the conversation that was like, it's time? I really think it was just maybe the 10th or 15th person that asked me that at the gym. <clears throat> and it was hearing myself say it enough times. I don't, but I really want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I finally told myself, why am I, why am I not? Am you know? I not? Okay. Yeah. And then what was first step for you? The first step was finding a coach because I knew nothing. I knew how to go to the gym and lift weights. It was right. always a part of my background, but I knew nothing about the diet side of it. I knew nothing about there's a whole posing and a routine and a glam side to it yeah. with the bodybuilding. So I knew none of that. So the first step was finding my coach and somebody said, check out this guy's Instagram. So I did. He was based out of Columbus. All his girls were top placers. So I sort of did some research, had a phone call with him. And when I talked to him, I instantly fell in love with him. I'm like, this man cares about his girls and what they do. Cause you can go through bodybuilding and do it the really unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. And you can dehydrate your body and you can starve yourself and you can, you know, do too much of one thing and not enough of the other. And so it was really important to me that I found someone I would be in good hands with. Cause if you're going to trust the process and do it, you want to do it the right, right. and healthy way. Um, and I knew it as soon as I talked to him, I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. He, I'm going to be in such good hands. And sure enough, I mean, he's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. And yeah. he's still your coach? Yes. Yeah. Uh, who is that? Um, his name is Adam Atkinson, and we are part of a team called See You Later Leaner. Okay. So. And that's, uh, is that on Instagram? Yes. The team? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Awesome. How many girls are a part of that? Gosh, I... I couldn't even give you a number. I mean, he has hmm. so many. I think um, this last show he did, he had so many competitors. Um, he won, like, the Team Coach Award, and I want to say, like, 95 trophies or something. Holy Jesus. cow. Yeah. So he, I mean, he <laughs> just, and heck? he's got people all over. It's not just right. here in Ohio. He's got some, we have teammates out in California and here, so we have this giant Facebook page of people that support each other. Some of them just use him for weight loss, and some of them, you know, do the competition side of it, and we have this big, giant you know, support group of, we can go on there. You can ask anyone, anything support. Everyone's amazing. You can say, I'm, I'm really hungry today. And my cardio went up and you know, <laughs> there's other girls and guys too that are part of it. Um, so it's kind of a cool atmosphere. Yeah. What do you love about the whole bodybuilding thing? I love the challenge in it. I love to challenge myself and I, I wanted something that I could work towards and achieve and get that competitive competitiveness back in me because once I was done with volleyball I, I never really had that again so I love that and I like feeling like you're part of a team and I like being able to transform my body in like a healthy way yeah and it's pretty cool that you can be that disciplined and that dedicated and see the results that you do is pretty amazing right right have you always been in the mindset of I want to challenge myself yes Yes, I okay. think so. Yeah, I think right. that's the competitiveness in me. Yeah. That's Water. just always it been. It was like volleyball. You know, like you pushed yourself so hard for volleyball. You were amazing. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, what does normal life look like? So uh, one on the bodybuilding side, like I know nothing. Yeah. Explain it to me. And then two, what are the different roles that you have in your life um, just in general? Um, so... I guess the roles in my life right now, um, I'm super fortunate to be able to still stay home with my son. Um, and so I'm a stay at home mom. So I do that full time and I feel really blessed that even everything we've gone through and going through the divorce that I'm still 
able to do that for him and to be home with him um, until he starts school. And so I think I'm sort of in this transition of once he is in school full time, I'll be looking for what's my next step as like a career. Um, I also got my certification to be a health and wellness coach. And so I'm certified to do that. And I've worked with a few clients just on the side, basically as like a motivator to help you achieve your goals. How are you going to achieve your goals in in health and fitness? Um, So I enjoy doing that aspect of it. Um, And then bodybuilding sort of came in at the perfect time to take advantage and use it because I'm not working and I can dedicate the time to it right now in balance with being a mom. So that's really nice because it it does take a lot of my time. And, um, I mean, I, I train six, seven days a week. I like to take one rest day, but I'm, I'm lifting every single day. I have cardio every single day. Um, and it sort of gets tweaked by my coach as you get closer to the competition. Um, and then I follow a macro diet. So I count carbs, fats, and proteins every day. Um, I have to hit a certain number. And so I'm, I'm weighing my food. I'm counting my food. I, um, so it takes a lot of um, pre-prep and pre-planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the crazy person. If someone says, we want to go out to dinner, I have to know what restaurant we're going to. <laughs> and if you change it on me, I'll be pissed because... <laughs> I calculated that meal from that place. Specifically yes. for that. <laughs> or I take my scale to dinner, and the other night I weighed my entire salad separately on my scale, and everyone stared at me. Or I pull out, like, my spray butter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so it does take, you know, but I've, I think from last year competing to this year being my second year doing it, I, my big goal was to balance it with my life because I felt like last year I became sort of a hermit and I became very focused on that, but I wasn't able to have a good friend balance. I wasn't able to have a good life balance. And I found myself saying no to things or saying, no, I, I'm not going to meet friends for dinner tonight because I don't want to sit there while you guys all have a glass of wine and a cheeseburger and bring my grilled chicken. And so I told myself if I'm going to compete again I, and I want to do it again, I need to balance things better. Um, and, and don't let it control my life as much as it's a part of my life. And right. so, and, and I really, it's, I've been in much better mind state this year doing that. And I'll, you know, I'll just get a black coffee and I won't say no to that dinner and I'll go enjoy it with people and enjoy my time. And it's been, um, it's been a lot better this year. That's so. cool. That's yeah. amazing. So working out. And when you say workout, that's like, uh, is that an hour a day, three hours a day? Two and a half, okay. three, dependent on right now my cardio sessions are at like an hour and then I'll have about an hour of lift, give or take. Yeah. Um, are there ever ever days when you don't want to do that? Or yes. is it just a part of your life now that it's just so normal? Um, it's normal, but there are mornings that I wake up and I am sore or I am tired and I just don't feel like it. Or sometimes I've been doing, so I do these hit sessions, they're high um, in intensity interval training and they'll be for like 15 minutes. So I have those with steady state, which is just constant one hour. So sometimes I'll do a double day and go back to the gym and get one done the morning with my lift and one done the afternoon. And there are times, I mean, you're just as much as I love it and it's my outlet and I couldn't see going a day without it. There are moments where you're just like, I'm hungry and I'm tired. I don't really feel like packing my kid up again and going back. (laughs) What? super healthy lean meals are like the easiest to make. Hmm. This is one of my routines that I'm trying to work I, on. Yeah. <laughs> Meal prep. Yeah. <laughs> See, I... That's very adult of you. Meal, no, meal prep is so great. I the, Is it? it well, 
<laughs> Once you do it okay. and it's done, it's great, right? right. But yeah, that's having true. to that's do true. it. I actually, and, and this is probably because I have the time to do it, but I cook all my meals every day at the meal time. And just because with, with macro dieting, it's, it's flexible. So if I want to waste some fats and have salmon, I can, and then I can have egg whites somewhere else. And I like the flexibility. I like being able to decide today, I feel like having some peanut butter on my protein waffle. And so I, I don't really prep ahead and do like basic. Do you do the same things like certain days of the week or just whatever you feel that day? You just have everything that you need in your fridge. I do. I, I normally get on a kick of like, okay, this is really good and this works for what I'm doing right now and I'll repeat those same meals every single day, but I make them every single day. Gotcha. Um, I think for like a year now, I've eaten like protein waffles every single morning because I just <laughs> love like waffles and pancakes and yes. I have like this oatmeal bowl I do later in the day and those are like some of the staples I, I just yeah. always have because I love mm-hmm. them. They're like my go-to, but. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Just have those ingredients. Yeah, that's the okay. Yeah, I go to the grocery store a lot, like a lot more than the average person, because I'm just like, oh, I'm out of this. I need to go get this, and if I don't have it, it won't fit in my day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you, Which is not practical either. Right. This doesn't help anyone really. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I love it. Yes. Have you ever struggled with um, negative body image? Yes. Last year, I would say everyone used to always talk about reverse dieting when you come out of a show is going to be the hardest thing you do. And I was like, okay, so you get to eat more food. I don't understand what the big deal is. But for so long and for so many months, you watch your your body lose body fat. You watch the muscles come out. The veins pop out. You get super lean. Everyone's like, oh, man, like, what are you doing? What are you competing for? And you're like, you feel so good. And you get to this point where they we call it in bodybuilding stage lean, which is unrealistic. Nobody can live their life every single right. day that way. And it's not healthy to do it that way. So you have to come out of it and sort of increase your calories and your food and get your body back to a healthy body weight. Well, the the reverse of that is very hard to do. And I'm not someone who's really ever struggled with body image until I did this. And all of a sudden, you feel like you're getting fat when you're just getting normal. normal. <laughs> probably even less, like more, not exactly normal, like the normal standards. It's probably still way better. Still, you're still, you're still very fit. Yeah. And in, in my head, I, I honestly remember feeling like I felt fat. Like you put on... You're like, oh my gosh, my I feel bloated, or I feel I can't believe I'm putting on this much weight. When in reality, like you, you need to be that mm-hmm. weight. And it was really hard to get your mind out of you. You so focus on the scale going down and getting towards that stage weight, and then watching the scale go up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember having a conversation with my coach. He actually called me because he was like, "You can tell I need to like talk you off a ledge right now. Like <laughs> this is everyone goes through this. He goes, now do you understand why people say reverse dieting is the hardest part? Mm, and I thought, yeah. yeah. And that's why a lot of um, girls say like if, if you struggle with body image and you want to compete just so you have a better body or so you look mm, better, mm-hmm. don't do it because mm-hmm. it's not for you. It's not something to do because you want to feel better about yourself because it actually takes a you have to have a really strong mind and feel really good about yourself going into it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it, it can totally crush you. Mm, yeah. Totally. I can see that. Yeah. Were there were there any kind of mental mantras you had in, the, in your head that you could now look back and say, like, these are the things that I was telling myself that weren't helpful in that space? Um, I probably... 
I remember when you're when I was reverse dieting after my shows when I was all done, I probably looked at myself too much or got on the scale too many times or you know when you're when you're getting into prep and you're getting lean and you want to take all these photos of yourself and you feel great and you're excited about getting on the scale in the morning and then I think I focused on that too much when I came out of it and I should have just put the scale away, mm. not taken as many mm-hmm. photos, you know, not focused on it as much. Um, which is also why I wanted to compete again because I just wanted to do everything better. I wanted to go through a prep and and be more social and have a better balance and then I want to come out of it and feel good again because I did realize too following what my coach said and doing the right things as I came out of it I'm like well I feel great and you get to this point where you're like oh I do look good and this is right and it's really nice to be eating food and have your energy back and not be freezing mm-hmm. because your body fat is so low, you know, <laughs> so in the summertime. Yeah. So that's Jeez. bizarre. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it's another thing of why I want to do it again because I feel like in my head mentally I can read. I think I could do it better than I did. The challenge of yourself yeah. again, challenging myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's super interesting. Um, if you are forced to re- relocate the energy you spend on working out, where would you put it? Oh, that's a good question. Solid. (laughs) (laughs) That's so hard because I feel like working out is my outlet. Um, Maybe could it be different forms of working out or different intensities or it can't be fitness at all? (laughs) Um, Maybe not. Okay. (laughs) I know it's a hard question. Um, Like what, well, what other ways do you feed your soul? Like now? Is it, do you, how do you find that balance between this you know, working out and being a mom? And do you have places where you, um, you need like, you need more than just that? Yeah. Or is that enough? Um, no, because I think the things I enjoy to do go hand in, like I really enjoy cooking mm-hmm. and I, I've, it's always been something I enjoy doing. So I think I found a way to cook that fit my macros. I love experiencing, experimenting with, uh, new recipes mm-hmm. and how can I make this healthier? So I think certain joys, became part of the fitness but I think um for me it's just been like really good healthy friendships and relationships with people Mm. and that's also been something that as much as fitness is my outlet I have really good people in my life now and I think being a mom for so long wore the hat of this is all I have to be I have Mm. to be the best one I can't have a life outside of being a mom and um when I was married I was the relationship was very controlling and to the point of this is all you get to do. This is what you get to do. When I became a mom, your job is to be a mom. You don't get to go out. You don't get to do things. I mean, there's a point in my life where I I couldn't even go to the gym when I had my son. So I think just finding a balance in all of that then and realizing, you know, I don't just have to be a mom. I can be Callie and go out with my girlfriends and have a glass of wine and enjoy and build relationships and not feel guilty about leaving my son or I can do these fitness competitions that is my thing, you know, and even though my focus and dedication to that takes away some of my time with him, it's not mm-hmm. all of my time. Right. I'm still a great mom, you know, yeah. so it's just, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of got off subject with no, your question, but it's good. It's good. I no, answered good. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, the yeah. relationship piece is huge. Definitely. I, um, for a long time I was very alone and I, I didn't have, all I really had was my husband and I lost a lot of my friends, even the closeness with my family. And I've always been super close with my family and rebuilding my life when I came out of my divorce and trying to find my place and find my people again. And the friends that were my best friends that sort of got 
pushed to the wayside, um, you know, them coming back into my life and supporting me and loving me and just rebuilding all of that. And just, it's, I really found things I love again and what I love to do and doing what I want to do. That was always the biggest thing because for a long time I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. And I sort of feel like I lost my glow and I lost who Callie was. And it's been about four years now, but I finally feel like I'm in this place where I really love my life and I'm really happy with it. And super content and I couldn't I I don't think I've ever really been able to say that you know and it just feels good and I don't feel like I I need anything more I don't feel like I need a relationship I don't feel like I need anything extra and I was just telling someone the other day if if my life just rolled like this for the next 10 years and it was me and my son and we got our dog and we're doing what we're doing like I would be totally content like really good with Yeah. yeah but it yeah it took a while to get to that point, you know? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Um, so you aren't dating right now? No. Is it just because it's there's a lot of s- stupid dudes out there? or is it <laughs> That can be one of <laughs> because them. Because you're so busy and you're You know what? It's, it's not really one thing or the other. I'm not, a, like, opposed to dating. I'm not against it. I just, I, I've dated. Nothing's really worked. I'm just in this flow right now where, like, my life, it's good. And I I have told myself if someone's going to come into mm-hmm. my life, they have to add to it. Because right. right now it's really good. And I really like it. And I'm really happy. And so if you're not adding something to my life with any kind of relationship, friendships, whatever, then it's just not important. It's not um, a top priority, I suppose. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Something will happen. I'm just not – I guess I'm not searching for it anymore. I don't feel like I need it or it's a piece to the puzzle any longer you know yeah that's huge that's so awesome yeah and and so in that space because of those other relationships loneliness how, how's the loneliness level yeah sometimes I will say it gets it gets hard being a single mom and a single stay-at-home mom I know it sounds silly but it's just me and him all day every mm-hmm. day every second there's no <laughs> There's no adult interaction. There's nobody that comes home at night, you know, to bounce things off of. I, you know, his his dad lives out of state, so there's not an every other weekend type thing. Um, my parents live out of state now, so I don't have someone I can just call up. Um, so it used to have these moments of where I would feel lonely or or long for adult interaction, um, but I've I've done a better job of of giving myself those nights off to to go meet up with friends or to do things and actually becoming really content and just, I really like my evenings at eight o'clock when (laughs) Neiman goes to bed and I get my dog and I watch my trash TV and I'm, it's, I don't mind it. Yeah. It feels good. That's amazing. That is super. Yeah. Where does, where does all this kind of lead in your mind? Um, like, Fitness or yeah, fitness. Like where? What's the trajectory? Where you keep doing this for a while? Like, where do you wind up? What do you want out of life? I guess. Or yeah. I think um, actually, this is sort of sounds funny as I'm figuring out the whole bodybuilding thing. I am going to do a show on May 26th and then two in June. Um, so end of June will be my last show and. You normally then will take an off season. And I think I want to get to a place where I'm just balanced and I figure out how to not competitively be bodybuilding, but a balance of fitness back in my life and put my, um, 
desires or passions or interests or what I want to do into maybe finding something else and finding um, what my next step is for a career. Um, and so I think with Naaman, my son will start kindergarten um, in the fall. And I want to, I don't know, just find a good balance of my life. I'm building a house right now. Um, so we'll be moving into our new home in the fall. He'll be starting kindergarten. Um, when he's in first grade is when I really want to start something with a career and sort of exploring options there of how I want to do that and how that's going to go. And I don't think fitness will ever leave my life. It'll always be part of it. And I think I'll probably count macros for the rest. No, maybe not the rest of my life. <laughs> no, but I, and not to say I won't ever compete again after this summer because I really love it. But maybe take some time off and try and focus towards something else. So it's because it does take a lot of your time and your energy and you know your mental state. And so I'd like to reverse diet out of my shows and get back healthy and be in a good mindset and enjoy the rest of my summer um, and do some fun things. Um, get moved into my house and kind of see. Mm-hmm what goes on after that and yeah just a good a good balance of health and fitness and life and not so much health and fitness right (laughs) (laughs) I I mean it takes up a lot of my time a lot of my life you know I I I have to be at the gym those many days a week I have to do this I have to eat this and although I'd like to still continue to eat healthy and and all that it'd be nice to say well I'm grabbing dinner with friends tonight or they had wine at the podcast (laughs) and I'm gonna have a glass you know and not have to think about it um, oh, man. That sounds, some, that sounds a little bit stifling. Sorry. What? <laughs> Wine at the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, good, Callie, look what you can't have. That's, <laughs> that's a good name for a podcast. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to start a wine podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> you just smell it. <laughs> it's just intake through smelling. There's no macros there, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> I have no idea how you do that. Like, yeah. the idea that you're so you've got so much self-control and you don't always want to do those things, but you do them anyways. Like that's a concept in my brain that is really hard for me to like um, grasp because I, I'm really bad at that. So what spurs you on? Like how, how do you have so much self-control? Is it just, is that just in you or is it something that you've had to grow I think that's a good question. I um, I think a little bit is in me. I'm competitive by nature. I have always strived to want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. That's sort of been something that's in me. But I also think that it, in a way, if you connect like my situation in life to finding fitness and the bodybuilding, um, I definitely think that that has pushed me towards you know not giving up and not and continuing to be dedicated to something to make a change. Uh, my coach, I mean, he told us, you know, you have to get used to being uncomfortable. And in, in the, the physical aspect of that, when you're, you're cutting carbs and fats and your calories are less and you, your body starts to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you don't like that feeling and you want to go eat something because you're hungry and you're tired and, but you have to get used to being uncomfortable. Otherwise you're not going to see those changes and you're not going to see, you're not going to get to where you want to be to compete. And so get used to being uncomfortable. That means your body is changing. That means you're getting to where you need to be. And I think in life, Mm -hmm. when I think about that, when I hit rock bottom, when I hit the lowest low, um, it's really uncomfortable. And I think anything you do in life, if you want to see change and you want to see something get better, you have to be a little uncomfortable to get there. (laughs) And 
Otherwise, no, no, right. you you don't see change or you won't see things get better or you won't, you know, when, when, when things were so bad for me and it was so rough, I just remember thinking, like, you have to stay positive. You have to look for a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you don't see it. I used to... I remember be be so upset when I was going through everything and going through my divorce and my family breaking up and you just you have so much sadness and I kept thinking like I don't understand why this is happening to me like why does this have to be happening why does it, did it have to happen this way and four years out of that I look at my life and I'm like man I would never be thriving I wouldn't be happy I wouldn't have this fire back inside of me had that not happened to me and you wonder why at the time, but then you realize, like, God had so much more in store for me than I could understand, that I could imagine. And for what I was lost, I am getting repaid double that and better that and, and more of that. And that's a pretty amazing feeling because um, you can sort of let it consume you when, you when you have bad days or bad things happen. And you can do the what, woe is me and why and... You know, I'm, I'm not going to make it out of this or I have a reason to feel a certain way or to, you know, be upset or to be sad or to be whatever. But you can't let that hold you down. You can't let that keep you there. Otherwise, you'll never move forward. You know, is there anything so like there's a jump there that it yeah. sounds like for some like for you, it sounds like it's a it can be a quicker jump where I know for me and people like me that switch between here's the woe is me and here's the focus on what's potentially coming. Mm -hmm. Are there any things you do intentionally right in that middle window or is it just like I have the thought process and I go? Um, I think I just kept telling myself mm -hmm. and I remember um, one of my girlfriends telling me to, to make a list of affirmations, things you want for your life, things, you know, and just keep telling yourself and repeating it. And saying, you know, it will, this will get better, this is going to happen, or I'm going to have this one day, and, and prayer and all of that kind of stuff, even when you don't believe it really, or you don't, you don't understand how it's going to. Um, I did a lot of journaling, I did a lot of praying, I did a lot of actual therapy, like go sit down and talk to someone. Right. right. <laughs> and um, it would just be each little nugget of something that would just say, like, keep going. And I, I think having my son too, I, I couldn't just stop. Right. Because where would he be if, if I did, you know? Mm. I couldn't just take off a day or a night or or be done or say I give up on life because he was counting on me, you know? Yeah. So what is it that you do best? That I do best. Um I would I'm gonna say I don't know if this is something I do, but like a positive attitude and a positive outlook. And I think that's something I've always been a positive person. Um, I've always looked at like the, has, the glass half, half full. But I think um, that was one of the things that got me out of that too is staying positive. It's, you know, not, not focusing on the negative, but looking at what can I find that's positive out of this? What can I find that is good? Um, and not letting the negative bring me down. So, and I think I did that with life situations. I try and do that with like the bodybuilding aspect. And I think positivity can really get you a long way. Yeah. And, you know, and so many people are, are, are negative. It's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to say like, you know, I, I think a lot of times two people wouldn't have held it against me had I said like, well, I feel this way or, and, and, I, and I'm a mat. Well, they'd say, well, you have every right to be or you have this, you know. But I think uh, you have to do the opposite of that. And that's hard sometimes. But I, I will say I think I do a good job of that. I think you are one of the most positive, positive people. Positive, right. <laughs> just like your 
way of being like you just like elude positivity and confidence and happiness yeah it is it's really beautiful thank you guys Mm -hmm. yeah who is inspiring you when it comes to bodybuilding uh who's doing the work that you go like they they know what they're doing um probably i have a lot of teammates that are amazing um we had a, a teammate a man actually go pro this year, which was pretty awesome. And so seeing people live their dreams. And if, if you uh, come out first place in your class at a national show, you win your pro card. So then you become a professional mm. bodybuilder, which is pretty amazing. Um, so seeing people achieve that, I mean, there's people I just, you know, you follow on Instagram and you watch, yeah. they achieve their pro card or they got this or, or they stick at it for show after show after show. You know, we had one girl, I think she did like 15 shows in a row. Jeez. And that to me is amazing because I, I, I did two last year. I'm going to do three this summer, and I'm already thinking about, like, my break come July. Yeah, <laughs> so, we, I, I mean, we have a, t- a whole team of girls that are pretty amazing, and and, and guys do, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think your bodybuilding is, like, you doing this is teaching Naaman? What do you think he gets out of it? I used to think, he has no idea, you know? he He doesn't know what I'm doing, but then I start to notice the little things he says, or he is in karate right now, and he was doing the push-ups today, actually in karate class. He's like, Mom, my muscles are getting stronger. Or, <laughs> I eat this food. Am I going to be stronger? And and he puts an emphasis on it, and I think it's a good, healthy emphasis because we should care about our bodies. We should care about what we put into our bodies. We should care about – it's it's amazing the things your body can do if you fuel it right and you take care of it too, you know? So, And I think he's seeing that, and I actually took him – he's never seen me compete because – I'm too stressful and crazy and hangry. No. <laughs> it's, it's a long, like a, a long day of waiting and stuff too. So I normally he's been with someone when I compete, but I took him to a show um, this past fall and and he sat at a show for four hours with me and watched them upstage. And you know he wanted to do his muscles like that. And I sort of realized I'm like you know it has a bigger impact on him than I think. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Seeing mom do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> I like dang. 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 Um, what? Oh, yeah. So what are you? Is there a certain couple of things that you recognize are like weaknesses when it comes to bodybuilding? And what are you doing to try to correct those? Like mental things? Could be mental. It could be a physical skill. <laughs> um, I think the, the mental mind game is one of those things as much as. You know, I just said I'm like a positive person, but then the the mental mindset of you can really get down on yourself or you're I sometimes I listen to this like gym motivational speeches while I do cardio. <laughs> and one of the things he was saying was you, you know, your mind can be your worst enemy or your best, you know, your best friend because it can, as much as it can build you up, you can also really break your totally self down mm-hmm. that way. And so I think just realizing that when you do get those things where you you know, you want to be better, you want to challenge yourself or whatever, turning that into a positive in your own, like the mental mind games you have. Um, and then like physically, as far as bodybuilding, one of the hardest things for me is the posing and the routine when you go up on stage. So I don't know, well, you guys probably know because you saw my pictures, but I'm in the category of bikini and you wear these 
itsy bitsy bling bikinis, you know, and these sky high heels, and you get the full face of glam makeup and lashes and hair, and you wear the glitzy jewelry, and you go out there and you have to flaunt basically what you've worked so hard on and give them a little sass, give them a little confidence, and do this like whole routine. <laughs> that was the hardest thing for me because one, it's like, you know, I can go in the gym, you can tell me to lift weights, you can tell me to run, and I can do it, but that was really hard for me because I think it's like you're a little embarrassed or you don't you don't feel like I shouldn't I shouldn't be flaunting myself or I shouldn't be putting this out there. You know what I mean? You feel it's you feel uncomfortable and it's just you on the stage, it's just <laughs> yeah. you by yourself. Like I, I was shaking before I did my first show when you first walk out there. And that has been my biggest thing to try and overcome too. But also one of the coolest things because I think I came from a place when my life was so low and I I felt I didn't feel like I was worth anything. Right. Mm. And I mm. think after being in a negative relationship for so long and being told things for so long, you start to sort of like believe those things. And to be able to go out on that stage and present something I worked so hard and was so disciplined for and walk out there with the confidence like this is my stage oh, and man. I own this and I'm going to do this little routine and totally step out of my comfort zone because – that's not me. Like I've never even worn fake eyelashes mm-hmm. my whole life. <laughs> so to go out there with all your sparkly jewelry on and, and oh to gosh. do it and to do it with confidence and to feel proud of yourself and to feel like you own that stage, you feel that that was really empowering and really cool for me to do. So that's one of, that was one of my biggest challenges with bodybuilding, but then also one of the coolest things yeah. to do. Are you able to do anything now to prep for that so that you're feeling super good in that space next time? Yeah. So I have um, like a posing coach. So on top of having my actual coach, we have a posing coach. And she rocks you through like I actually did this morning. I had a little Skype session and walked through like a whole routine <laughs> and where your feet should be and how you should be. And not don't crunch your hands, Callie. Like T-Rex hands. <laughs> Relax. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. So I am, I've been trying to do that better and then just practice that more. You know, when you're in the gym for two and a half, three hours and you're running and you're lifting, the last thing you want to go do is put your five inch heels on and go upstairs to practice the mirror and oh practice your whole routine, you know, but I've tried to incorporate, um, my coach and I like six minutes of that every day just yep. to get the flow of that. in. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's a lot of, I aspects. like that six minutes thing. Like yeah. it's not a hour and a half long. Exactly. Just a little bit every day. Yeah. Very can make a really huge good difference. Lesson. Yeah. 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 Very tiny. Like it's almost like when I think of like, so your plan for being confident on stage is six minutes a day. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's almost like it makes me laugh if you're ever like, oh, I'm not going to do this today. Because <laughs> like, right. well, no. I, yeah. It's just six, six minutes. minutes. Yeah, I got that. Easy. Super. Yeah. I like that. I do too. And I found a lot of things too. Once they become part of your routine and you do it, it just is like, I mean, even Naaman knows we wake up in the morning, we go to the gym. That's his first question. Always. Are, we, are we going to the gym right now? And I'm like, yeah. So it just, if you incorporate, you know, anything that you're trying to achieve into your life and you just start making it part of your routine, you go, you put your shoes on, you go, you do it, whatever it is, you know, then it becomes part of, it would feel weird if I didn't do yeah. that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So cool. <laughs> You're amazing. So you are amazing. It's mind blowing. <laughs> I'm not. That. And you know, I don't make it, I don't mean to make it sound like it's like, you know, it's so easy. Just do it. You know, no, you're not, <laughs> you're not. I think I get a very good sense that there's a tension that you're living in between like, this is really hard to continually want to say like, I want to challenge myself and become better. Yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah not a easy thing to stay on. That's ama- That's really inspiring to me. Um, I've got a couple more questions. Do you have more too that you want to fire up? Okay, go ahead if you want. 
so being so focused on your outward appearance, do you find that your spiritual or emotional growth is on the back burner ever? Or do you think that you have, are you able to work on all aspects of yourself at the same time and equally? Yeah, no, I do. I think, I think all aspects. Or do you think it's tied into like the work that you're doing? It probably does tie in a little bit. I would have to say that internally I started fixing myself way long before I picked up any bodybuilding stuff. So that was already part of my life. That was already, um, if I'm going to make it out of this, you know, ugly marriage, this divorce, if I'm going to get back on track, I did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of things to fix myself internally, to make myself feel better, to even get to the point where I was like, oh, I'm back in the gym and maybe this is something I want to do. So I think that came first and then that has just stayed and I added the physical sort of like on top of it. And then I think now they just sort of play hand in hand because like you said, you shouldn't be doing it if you have negative self-esteem to begin with because it's not for you. Yeah. It's unhealthy. Yeah, exactly. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, what would your 31 year old self tell your 15 year old self? And before you answer that is, um, is it okay if I do capture a couple of pictures and stuff for our promotional stuff eventually? Thank you. Um, what would my 15 year old self tell your your 31 year old self tell your 15 year? Yeah. Oh, 15 year old self. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Either way. Oh, that's a good one, Mary. Um, I think maybe to just trust the process of life and that we don't always have everything figured out or we don't, you don't always, you don't always know the best route for yourself or you don't always know the best plan and, um, I think my, my spiritual side goes into hand of this, but like I feel like God's hand plays a big role in our lives, and we may think we have it all figured out, or we may think this is the perfect route, when in reality, He knows, and He's got the bigger picture all taken care of. And while I thought my marriage and that was where I needed to be, and you know, it wasn't. And so I think just trusting that life's going to happen and it'll be okay, whichever route it takes you, and although it's not what you pictured for your life. Maybe I'd tell myself that too. Your right. life is not going to look at all <laughs> how you thought it was going to look. You're not going to be married yeah. for your entire life to the same person and this perfect little two kid, yeah. you know, home. Um, how many of us think that? I Especially did. being raised in Christian homes. I really, yeah. And, Ridiculous. And honestly too, I mean, I, I was a firm believer in marriage, which is which is such a hard thing for me as I, when I got married, it was going to be once and it was going to be to, you know, my ex-husband and that was it. And I believed in it and I, I hundred percent <laughs> so sure of my decision and, you know, but life happens. And I think the other thing too, is it's okay if it doesn't look like that. It's okay if you were married, if you're divorced, if you have kids, if you weren't, you know? It doesn't always have to look like how we're told it's supposed to look, you know? And at the end of the day, I was married so I could have my son Naaman, and he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have him, you know? So I think... So just, like, trusting the process. Yeah. And our expectations of what we think should be are probably... Probably wrong. <laughs> right. I agree. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> you sound um, professional. You got any more? I don't think so. Okay. 
Uh, when it comes to um, kind of the, the next six months, obviously you got three competitions coming up. Yeah. Um, and then you'll be in kind of, what did you call it? Uh, where you, your D reverse, reverse dieting. dieting yes. So you'll be in mid reverse dieting mm-hmm. probably. Um, what else will be going on in your life that you're trying to grow towards or move towards six months out? So that'd be se- September, October. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm building a house right now. So that's my new kind of super exciting major blessing. Something I dreamed of doing something I talked about doing that I never thought would actually happen. And here I am doing it, which is just amazing. And that's incredible. I'm going to move to the Waterville area so my son can grow up and go to Anthony Wayne. And it's just all like all the little good feels, you know, of like how I never, you know, I never lived close to here. I never thought in a million years I would be able to like put roots in somewhere and start my life. So I think that's sort of the next chapter for me is getting moved into this new home, this dream home that I'm building and creating and the excitement that's going to go and stress maybe a little. It's going to go <laughs> along with the process of that and getting Naaman settled into kindergarten and then figuring out what the next step is for me like career-wise. I, um, I don't know... Um, if I want to do something, I want to still be able to be there for him. And, but I, I also love fitness. So there's just so many different aspects or routes of things I can go down, but I've never really taken the time to like focus on that next chapter, that next part. So I think that will be what my focus is um, after all that. See where life takes me. Definitely. <laughs> when it comes to social media, what is your... What's your plan there? Is it like Instagram for fans, people who want to follow you? Is it? Fans. <laughs> yeah. is it? No, no, fans. Yes, oh, you have a lot of followers. I looked today. <laughs> I did not look, which normally I do. because She has almost a thousand. Oh, dang. That's like no. Toledo strong. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so. No. Not compared to some of these other fitness people, totally. you know. I think I sort of opened my Instagram up when I started the whole realm of like fitness stuff. Um, so just so people could, yeah, follow it. And, you know, I, I mean, it's nothing compared to anything, but you get a few people here and there who are interested in it or who, who see it and are intrigued by it or inspired by it. And at the end of the day, I think it's, we all want to do something in our life that inspires somebody else or, or encourages someone else, or, you know, someone may not realize, you know, oh, I didn't realize your story had this part to it or this portion and I was going through the same thing and that encourages me. Mm-hmm. And I've always, you know, someone told me when I was going through everything, your mess will be a message to someone someday. And I had always hoped that like someday, somehow, some way that it will be and that something I'm doing, if you can just help one other person that's going yeah. through it. Because I know how I felt when I was in the midst of all that and, um, you know, and the people that helped me get out of it. And if you could do that to help one other person or yeah, whatever. So I guess not so much fans or whatever, but, you know, fitness and different things. And if it inspires you to eat a little bit healthier Heck or yeah. to get to the gym, then that's awesome too, you know? So Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, so then Kelly Miller underscore four, right? Yes. Kelly Marie. Kelly Marie, yeah. I'm like, underscore. yes, that's right. No. <laughs> nope. That is my last name. <laughs> Kelly but... Marie underscore four. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's awesome. So follow her there. She's got some great stuff on there. Um, there was another question attached to social media, which I can't remember. Oh, uh, and this isn't it. Is health and wellness coaching a thing that you're like as a career option in the future or just something you're curious about? Yeah, no, it's something I enjoy. Um, when I did, you know, I'm not like a certified um, nutritionist or anything like that, and I'm also not certified to 
train, but it's more the aspect of what are your goals? How do we get there? How do we achieve it? How can I encourage you to reach those goals? I can offer, you know, tidbits of the things I know. I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable. I'm not actually certified in that aspect, but having certified schmertified. <laughs> right. I don't Let's have the like, you know, Who behind cares? it. Yeah. <laughs> but I did Nobody do I did that. do some schooling like a year ago. I did some online stuff to get my my wellness coaching certification and um sorry who'd you do that through um national society of health coaches okay. so i'm certified through that and i've done some stuff just with people on the side that have come to me and said you know this is my goal and i want to try to achieve this so we sit down and like make a plan and do that you can also take it into you know like corporate you know and, and you help employees lower health insurance rates and get on a better plan stop smoking and fitness yada yada, yada whatever so there's the right. corporate side of it there's the individual side of it um, which I thought was really cool just to work with people kind of on my own time, yeah. you know? So I'm, I'm always open to that. If, if anybody is looking for something like that, um, I like, I like to help people. Yeah. I like, I, that yeah. is like, that definitely, it does. It really does. I yeah. I totally see you doing that. Oh, yeah, amazing. it really does. Um, so what have it, so you've helped a few people, anything that you've learned just from the coaching side of that, that you go like, this is interesting either about people or, um, so I've, I've recently been able to start doing some coaching and just, it's really interesting yeah. whenever I ask someone what they want. Yeah. It's like a giant question mark as the answer not, every time. Not so really far. sure. Yeah. yeah. So has there been any commonalities that you've noticed in the people you're trying? Um, I think people sometimes as far as like health or fitness, cause that's more of a specific thing, not just like life. They know what they want but they don't want to do what it takes to get there to achieve it. And so I think a lot of times too, I've started things with people um, and it's hard because they, at some times it's become, I don't want to say this anymore. <laughs> Scratch this. Yeah, that's fine. Really that's fine. Nope. Much. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll just just what were you gonna say do you want to know what i'm really gonna say don't put it well people don't do it and it's a waste of your time yeah i mean that sounds i think that's not that's not bad oh that's not bad (laughs) that's literally what my dad used to get frustrated about with preaching really people would come to him and ask for his advice on life and what to do and he would tell them and they wouldn't do it and they would expect change yes Um, and he was just like why can't change if you don't do it why are you confused well it's like you you write up all these plans you take all this time yeah. to sit with people i would prep for things and then you'd meet with them and they want to achieve these goals and then they're like did you do this this or this well no mm. okay but <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just you're like probably, you know i'm, I'm doing yeah. a million other things and then it's like i but then you'll find that one diamond in the rough that does and does make change and mm-hmm. you're like that was worth yes. it you know what i mean so but it, it's hard because that's why i struggle with i'm not sure if that's the route the route i want to go because are you just going to be Frustrated, all like your dad said. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and then yeah. get annoyed at everybody and yeah. lose your mind. <laughs> and feel like you're not actually helping people, yeah. which is yep. what you want to do. Right. Oh, so interesting. So, yeah. The human existence. You know. It's a yeah. tricky thing. You know, that sounded really bad, though. No, oh it, that doesn't sound bad at all. People are wasting my time. <laughs> no, no, it's so true. <laughs> well, you're investing your time, too, you know? You're giving them advice. You're giving them your time and energy. So you want to see that well spent. But I do think, too, it's... I am at a different level of like dedication and motivation and my mind works right. slightly differently. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to expect that out of someone else too. And everyone works at their own pace and their own time. So maybe as far as me for like, you, you got to be a little more like mm-hmm. understanding too, too. 
sometimes it takes people three or four different times yeah. to try and get going and get motivated. Time, to you like, know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is totally fine too, you yeah. know? And I'm not saying I did everything on the first time either. You right. know, it's, it's taken me a long time to figure it out too. So it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, that's super cool. Dang. Anything else you want to talk <laughs> about? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so cool to hear your story. Yeah. Thanks for catching me up. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that, that time span that we yeah. were missing, right? Yeah, right. Um, it's really cool to just see how much you've faced and how different a lot of different people in that place wouldn't be wouldn't be at your your same place mm-hmm. of going like I wanna continually get better. Um so it's really, yeah. really amazing yeah. and inspiring. Just feels good to be in a place of peace with your life, and you know, <clears throat> even my marriage and coming out of that, and you know, we still have to co-parent, and we have a son, and overcoming all of those obstacles. How do we then get to a place of peace for our child? And um, at the time when we separated, he was only 15 months old, and I remember thinking, like, have we scarred him for life? Is he going to remember all these things? Is he going to know? Is he going to, you know, whatever? And now I look at him, and he's five years old. And uh, my ex-husband and I celebrated Christmas together this year. That's and I went so down awesome. to his home, and uh, he has a new family. And um, I didn't want to miss out my first Christmas without Naaman, so he invited me to spend it wow. down there. And wow. so we, we did that all together. And just seeing the joy on his face, mm-hmm. um, having all of his favorite people in the, in same, the room same room for a holiday, seeing how much the new people in his life, um, he has a stepmom and two half-brothers, how much they love him, how much he's got all these extra people that love him. And I'm like, you know, he's, I thought, you know, being divorced and separating and it's going to scar him. And he's thriving beyond measure. And he probably Mm -hmm. has more people in his Mm -hmm. life now that love him than he would have prior. And now here we are four years later sitting at a place of peace and we have a great relationship as far as like co-parenting and being able to do things for our kid. And that took a lot of positive thoughts (laughs) (laughs) to move forward in the right direction. And so I think, I think that's why I'm just so happy right now is like all aspects of my life are just in such a peaceful, good place. And I'm doing what I love to do and I'm happy and my son is happy Mm. and it just feels really good. And if you would have asked me three, four years ago or someone would have told me, Callie, don't worry, it may seem bad now. In four years, you're going to do Christmas all together. I would have told you guys, you're crazy. <laughs> like, you're nuts. There's no way, you know? Yeah. So it's it's been pretty amazing to see it sort of come come back around. Mm-hmm. It's like a good place. Dang. That's yeah. <laughs> the dang again. It's becoming a tick. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize when you record yourself, like the oh, things you say probably. <laughs> one of the things I'm trying to work on is I'm such a... I just call it a green lighter in normal conversation. So I can just be talking to you. Like if without mics on, you're saying anything. And I'm like, you're preaching to a choir. Where I'm, mm, that's so good. Yeah. Mm. Which then adds about three hours to the editing process. of Me getting rid of <laughs> oh, all of that. because you don't want to say. Because it's yeah. so annoying. I'm just like, mm, <laughs> so good. Uh-huh. Dang. Preach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> are that's so funny. <laughs> I just want you to keep going. That's really good. So good. Yeah, thank you so you much. Can we take our yeah. headphones off? Yeah, you can totally take headphones off. Dude, I lost it when you won one. When you had phone, you pulled one side off. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just were holding well, it. Well, they won it. <laughs> it's like Should an old timey <laughs> monocle, but for your ear. I was lost.